Okay, listen to this. We have something really exciting that we want to share with you. Jesse and I are going to be speaking live this November 4th and 5th at the Flourish event here in Chandler, Arizona. We actually attended this event earlier this year. They had one in April and we had a blast. Now we will be speaking and honestly, we just want to meet as many of our realtor listeners as possible. Yes, there will be an incredible all-female speaking lineup networking, a content shoot, and you won't want to miss coming with us to the VIP dinner. The link to buy tickets is in the show notes and hurry because they won't last long, but don't stop there. Send us a DM after you've bought your tickets to get details to join us at an exclusive socially modern happy hour following the event. We've been podcasting for almost a year now and what better way to celebrate than to meet up with you guys in real life. We can't wait to see you there. Hey, I'm Jesse. And I'm Stephanie. We are two Arizona realtors who have built multi-million dollar businesses using only social media. And now we're bringing you our best kept secrets and social strategies to grow your small business online. So grab your coffee and a notebook and let's dive into Socially Modern. Hey guys, welcome back to the Socially Modern podcast. I'm going to do something that's different today and not introduce myself. (laughs) I was not prepared for that. I'm good with it. (laughs) Because (laughs) literally our intro says it. introduces who we are so we don't need to do it again we just do it twice guys (laughs) just so you really know who we are so you really know exactly (laughs) well you guys we have a great episode lined up for you today we are going to talk about so you have a lead now what now what what are we going to do I feel like this just gets so um like we overlook it like we overlook what a lead is in general Mm -hmm. and so I love this Jesse and I were talking before we recorded and we really thought why not dive into what a lead even is yes what is a lead what what can you constitute as a lead most people really default to thinking that a lead is only someone who's like signed up for your home search site or someone who's booked a call or some type of consultation with you and while that is true there are honestly a lot more things that someone could do that will ultimately show their interest in potentially buying or selling a house with you Oh, a thousand percent. I even have to remind myself sometimes, you know, we're like at a barbecue and somebody mentions like buying or selling a home and that person is a prospect. Mm -hmm. They're standing there talking to me, asking me questions about buying or selling their house. And it's like, hello, duh, add them to what you do here. What is your, what do you do with your leads when you get to this point? Yeah, exactly. And especially since we use social media to attract our clients, there's honestly a slew of other things that could categorize somebody as a lead that we don't really pay attention to right we kind of overlook it Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know if it's because we're we're so like in our industry right we're just told this is a lead because it comes from one of those big companies that like sells you leads like (laughs) that's that's a lot of people's mindset on what a lead is that like we just kind of almost forget that there's so many ways that we can organically attract and get leads. Yes. So let's kind of list out some examples of what a lead might be. 
So a lead could be somebody who comments on your post and says that the info was helpful. Definitely. I know that's happened to me several times, Mm -hmm. especially on reels. Tends to happen a lot. Um, A lead could be somebody who sent you a DM with a question. Mm -hmm. That's a lead. Yes, I get, I mean, I get those a lot where people reach out and they're just like, hey, I have a a question regarding this, you know, and they kind of divulge a little bit into their own personal situation and, and then I can, you know, kind of take it from there. Yeah. Give them some advice in that way. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I mean, either way, whether they're commenting on your post or DMing you, that person is really taking the next step as far as reaching out to you. Um, You need to be really hyper aware of what you're doing from there with Mm -hmm. it. Yes, for sure. That's like, that's where the sales skills come Come into play, come in. It's true because real estate is obviously we're salespeople and it's not so much like selling homes as it is like just getting somebody through the process and kind of selling yourself as well. Exactly. Well, yeah, there's so many, we talk about that. There's so many real estate agents. So how are you setting yourself apart that they want to work with you? And now, oh my gosh, you've broken down this barrier where this person clearly feels comfortable enough to like to DM you, to write mm-hmm. on one of your posts. And you gave maybe an answer, a couple word response. And then you, you walked away on it. You shut the door. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. That's not cool. That's someone that literally raised their hand ready to pretty much work with work you. Work with you. And you just yeah. close the door on them. I see that happen all the time. And I know so many times, like when Jesse and I are out talking to people and they're like, oh, you use social media. And they're kind of just like, what, how, how do you do that? And I'm like, let me explain it to you this way. I still do farming. I still use the same and very similar sales tactics that you would if you were maybe like, making phone calls. It's just a little less, um, it's, it's far less cold. I won't say a little less aggressive. (laughs) It's far less cold and aggressive, but very similar thoughts as far as like, we have to get them through these steps. Right. And that's always Mm -hmm. your, your goal when you're door knocking or you're cold calling, there's, there's a process, there's a funnel, which is what we're talking about today. So yes. Okay. A, A lead could also be someone who, you know, very obviously signs up for a home search or, they uh, sign up for a home value tool. Our favorite one is HomeBot. We talk about that one a lot. We love HomeBot. Like, yeah, I mean, those are kind of more of the, the obvious ways that someone could become a lead. But but sometimes those people, I've noticed, are, are, are they're, they're the shy ones. Yeah. <laughs> they're the ones that are like, I haven't asked you any questions in person yet, aka like through the DMs or maybe on a post. They weren't quite as bold to take that step. Um, I'm, and maybe you've noticed something different, but this is what I've noticed. And mine are, are a little more shy and maybe they just want to creep through some houses online for a little bit. And I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I just sit there and I watch and I, I go through my process with them. Um, and maybe I need to warm them up a little bit more, get them to know me a little bit more. Or you know? they could be, that sounds a lot like me. I'm not shy, but I do a lot of research before I reach out to people. Oh, th- I'll like percent. scroll through, you know, their website, their profile, their highlights, you know, I'll go over their policies, their pricing and stuff like that when I'm trying to find vendors for myself or maybe my clients. And I, you know, I'm not afraid to like sign up for an email list or something like that. I'm kind of like sneaky and quiet about it. And then when I'm ready, I'll then reach out. Reach out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, a lead could also be someone who reacts to your stories or honestly just like engages with you at constantly. All. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have those people and they're going to be the people that are like constantly rooting for you. Maybe you're like, oh, that's just my friend, Jen or whatever. But that person is always commenting on your real estate mm -hmm. stuff and always, you know, whatever, sending you hearts and smiley faces and, and sharing your post. If you ask somebody to, or your giveaway, whatever it is, like those are people that you need to keep your eye on mm -hmm. because they're going to either a use you when it's their time or be there. Some of your biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. And referral people like, mm -hmm. like I've had people that I haven't helped them buy or sell yet, but they've absolutely referred me to people. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. It's so cool. So we definitely want to make sure that we're, we're talking to those people. And so I know so many times we get those reactions and stuff. And it, even for me, it's easy to be like, like, oh, they just sent me a smiley face or a heart or something. But I try and make sure that I always respond even to those. Mm -hmm. I honestly do. Yeah. No, that's good advice. Um, and then lastly, we have, I mean, a lead could be someone who, like you just mentioned, shares a post or a video of yours in their stories and then tags you in it. Like those people are very underrated. I they feel like. are. They are. And it kind of goes hand in hand with what we were just saying. They're the people that are either going to, of course, use you when it's their turn, but they're also the people that are going to refer you business. Yeah. Because they're already sharing your stuff, mm -hmm. which is a big deal. It if you're is. doing anything on the social media space, getting your friends and family to share your posts as a small business in general is so awesome. Such a big deal. It's such a big deal. And we need to be better about, about kind of training our people and mm -hmm. our, our cheerleaders to do that for us. Yeah. So like we already mentioned, kind of in sales in general, not just real estate sales, a lot of people, salespeople are going to have some type of funnel or like a flow chart, like you mentioned. Um, <laughs> That's that, what I envision, Jesse. You envision a flow chart and I envision a funnel. A funnel, <laughs> an actual funnel. Uh, yeah. Either way though, I mean, but ultimately like salespeople, in general, whether you sell vacuum cleaners or whether you sell houses, <laughs> that was random. <laughs> like it, that was meant to be random. <laughs> um, you know, you have some type of funnel or system that you're going to put your prospects through. So, you know, naturally it's going to be a little bit wider at the top and then we'll ultimately get narrower as you move through the process. Yeah. 1000%. I mean, you may have categories like warm and cold and maybe you're familiar with this because you use the CRM and a lot of times that's how they're categorized or like warm, hot, cold, um, you know, however that is. But, um, you know, you want to continue nurturing or touching them as we mm -hmm. say, <laughs> I'm like the things that we say in sales, it's, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's so normal I mean, in our industry to like say these things. at the top of your funnel or your flow chart, you know, you might have all your followers or just those who in general consume your content. And then it can move into like the, the lurkers, like we, like we say the lurkers, um, <laughs> then it could move into those who honestly regularly interact with your content. So those could be your cheerleaders, those who haven't used you personally, but those who are just secretly rooting for you and just waiting for their time. And then, you know, it moves into those who message you directly and I mean, so on and so forth, like just kind of giving an example of what the funnel looks like. Oh yeah, totally. No, I feel like we kind of talked about that a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so you really, as a realtor or business owner, really just have to decide what that looks like for you. For you. And that's the beauty. This is why I love like being a real estate agent is because I get to decide how I want to run that. I you like know? it for the creative aspect. Like I love to be creative in it. And, and of course, like we've done so many things like through even just our group and helping them mm-hmm. accomplish what this funnel looks like. Like for instance, when we do get a client, like we've talked about, we've got that introductory call. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like an onboarding type of call. Yeah. Um, where we're providing a lot of value, but we're also getting a lot of FaceTime with these people. And so um, we help our main villain co-agents conduct these calls and learn how to do these calls. And not only that, like, do you have a buyer guide? Do you have a seller guide? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. And what kind of meat and potatoes is in that? So there's, there's of course, like that process that's really cool. Yeah, I think as any type of business owner or, or even as a realtor, I mean, you have to ask yourself, like, do I have some type of introductory discovery or onboarding type of call for my clients, you know, or do I just throw them into the process? I can tell you when we bought our first house, she just threw us right into the process. And luckily, luckily we were already pre-qualified. So she didn't have to wait. We were able to just like get going right away. But most people that I talk to, they're not coming to me pre-qualified. They're coming to me not sure what the process even looks like. So for me, it's worth taking that time. And I think it's also worth noting here that that first call is not only me onboarding them as clients, it's me educating them. It's me setting boundaries. I was going to say, you better say boundaries For what, (laughs) you know, what our relationship is going to look like. And it's me building, continuing to build that relationship. Oh, with them. It's so so important. Well, and you're, you're creating that schedule. You're creating the timeline and you're the one in control of the overall process. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, that's what we need to be. We need to be leaders, our clients and potential leads, right? They're coming to us for that direction. They want us to tell them what they need to do and how to do it. Mm -hmm. We weren't taught this growing up. We didn't go to school and learn this in school. (laughs) They don't teach you how to do your taxes. They definitely don't teach you how to buy a house. Right. So, um, you know, we noticed there was just this huge gap with what we were doing. And I think a lot of it stems from the the not to knock on cold calling but I think that that's just like what we're taught as new agents right and Mm -hmm. it is not very personal and you do kind of once you get one you're like you get a client that's like ready to go like that you're just like heck yeah let's go and Mm -hmm. you just jump into the process but I think that um you know we've kind of forgotten to be more personal in that and I think that things are changing I really do yeah I I agree And then, I mean, after that call, do you have uh, some type of follow-up system to remain top of mind with these individuals? This is especially important if they're like, they're they're not ready to buy or sell right away. Right. It could be like a 12 month process here, guys. Yeah. So, I mean, these are all questions you just need to ask yourself. Uh, I mean, and, and, and at what point do you say enough is enough when you're following up with someone consistently? Oh my gosh, we were just talking about this, right? Mm-hmm. And both of us had said, we've definitely both sent text messages that were pretty direct, okay? Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to be direct if it is enough, mm-hmm. right? I know Jesse made a good point. She kind of reverse psychology is this. Do you want yeah. to tell them? Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> A lot of times when I, I'll reach out maybe like three times, 
you know, I'll text them and I only text people. I don't call people. (laughs) Millennials don't call people. We text people. (laughs) We need to text, right? Um, Anyway, so I text them and if I text them maybe two or three times and I don't get any response whatsoever, A, I'm not going to waste my time. B, I don't want to keep being that thorn in their side. And honestly, if they were serious about buying or selling, they probably already would have responded or whatever. So at that point, my ties are kind of cut Mm -hmm. with them. And so what I do is I'll send them a text that just says like, hey, so, you know, this is going to be my last text message to you. I don't want to keep bugging you, but... You know, I'll be here if you ever change your mind or the time feels right or whatever. Uh, I'm happy to be a resource or, you know, answer any questions or whatever. And then I I leave it at that. I love the way that you word that because it 1000%, it's still, it's still sweet. It's still nice. It's still you saying like, hi, I'm still here to help you if you are serious and, and, or maybe when you are serious. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the moment, I'm not going to continue reaching out to you. The ball is in your court at this point. And a lot of times I'll get responses that are like, oh, I'm oh, yeah. so sorry. Like I've just, you know, this, that or the other thing, you know, because life happens and stuff. And and I'm like, oh, you know, no worries. Like I'm just You're kind of calling them out on being really unresponsive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a way to invoke a response out of them. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But it's it rides that line between being too direct and not direct enough, I think. <laughs> oh, I totally agree. Like I said, it's like sweet, but also to the point. Mm-hmm. And again, it calls them out for not being responsive. I've done that before too. And I usually get the same response. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Life got crazy. And then we get like an explanation because ultimately what I want is just to know high are you still buying Where a house at? or is yeah. it going to be a year or maybe it's like we put this on the complete back burner and we aren't even like looking at it right now cool yeah. that's totally fine with me all I want is an answer so that I know where you're at in my funnel yeah exactly <laughs> where do I, I place use those you? I use those responses mm-hmm. to determine my pipeline exactly. okay so maybe we're not buying in three months are we going to be buying in six months like you can use that as a way to kind of take their temperature and figure out where they're at so that you know when it's going to be appropriate to follow up with them it's like help me help you yeah come on which this <laughs> now leads into I mean how do you even organize these leads how are you keeping track of all of these people so um, crucial. do you have some type of established CRM like most brokerages uh, offer some type of CRM included as being a part of their brokerage um, or do you maybe even have something as simple as a spreadsheet <laughs> like we do with Maine Villa Co. We do. We have I a, love it. This client tracker that I created. Jesse needs a moment here because this um, is like spreadsheets are her thing in case they, you didn't know they are they are if you're an og listener which is so funny to say because we've been podcasting for almost a year almost a year but if you're an og listener then you probably know that i'm all about the spreadsheets but uh crms to me have their time and their place and they're great yeah. and they're useful and and i'm not knocking them whatsoever but i kind of like to have a little bit more control over that and a little more customization. So that's where the spreadsheet becomes a huge asset for me and my business. And yeah, I mean, I organize all these people on this spreadsheet. And the cool thing about that is if I were to ever move brokerages, 
not going to happen. But if I were, then I own that and right. I can take that with me. That was a big reason why I wanted to do a spreadsheet. Well, too. you had, you had, you know, you had moved before everybody has pretty much in real estate. And so at one point or another, you've probably been burned. Yeah. Let's face it. And so, so yes, I can see why that would be a huge one. Um, a big one for me though, too, on this, like Jesse turned me on to all the Google doc area, like spreadsheet on there, mm-hmm. um, versus just on my computer. And I love that it's something that like literally my computer could, could fall off the roof of my car and crash and die. And I would not be lost. I would still have everything that I've mm-hmm. worked so hard for because it's all there. So maybe yeah. you're somebody like me who was, you know, not using the Google <laughs> <laughs> spreadsheets area and Jesse actually turned me on to it. And I have since just like absolutely loved it. I'm also like, what other spreadsheets can I make now? Like it's, right. it's very, it's very addictive. I still use my CRM for some, you know, for some things it's good for certain things, but ultimately my spreadsheet is like, it's my little baby. It's yours. It's mine. And I love, love, love using that. And so, um, yeah, like Jesse said, I mean, do you have somewhere that you're organizing your leads? Cause mine used to be honestly like a notepad scratch book. I literally have like 15 notebooks stacked in one of my closets at my house right now from like my first two years in real estate because I'm totally a paper to pen person, but I really did have to get pushed to, to going more digital just to save my own sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, in the earlier years when I didn't have as many clients or as many leads and things going on, it was fine. But was that sustainable? Definitely not. So maybe you're using a notepad right now. I'm going to call you out and I'm going to tell you that me from the future, hi, (laughs) you can't do that anymore. So (laughs) be like Jesse and I and make sure that you have some sort of organization going on with your CRM or your leads. I honestly don't know how people do it. Well, you were always a digital person, but yeah. I, I was, I was a notebook person. I even carried around like a, a paper calendar and like planner. And I know so many people that still do. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like the creative side of me. Cause I like to color it in with my, my markers and stuff, but no, I mean, now look at me. I'm like, I can't live without <laughs> my Google calendar. I can't live without my spreadsheets. So yeah. Thanks, Jesse. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, these are, these are all good questions that you should be asking yourself as a realtor business owner, you know, is kind of figuring out your funnel. And I promise when you do, it's going to make things so much clearer because you're, it's just how our business works. It's how business works in general. What's that saying? That's like, um, treat your business like a hobby, get paid like a hobby. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is what we're what we're talking about. You got, you ha- you're going to treat your business like a business at this point. And we've said it about other things in business. Like what are your rules? What are your boundaries? We've mm-hmm. had a whole episode about that even where we've said, literally write it down. This is no different. What does your, what does your business do? What's the flow within your business mm-hmm. so that then you're even like, okay, this is what I do. This is just how I do it. Yeah. And your customers end up with a really pleasant experience at the end of the day. Everybody has a clear idea of how to work with you, how to refer you, and you are now not stressing out because everything is a mess. Yeah. (laughs) And you have no idea what happened with that lead and you don't even have their email or their phone number because you don't remember where you wrote it down on what notepad. Right. Um, (laughs) So that's kind of what we wanted to get to here with you guys today was Mm -hmm. 
get to know your business, um, build it out a little bit further. Even if you're on the newer end and you're like, I don't even know what that looks like. You can change it. Maybe something, companies change policies, companies grow and expand and they have to change things. Mm -hmm. So, so do that throughout your business, but definitely have, start setting some things up and hopefully we gave you some good ideas and useful tips to go to today. Yes. Hopefully we helped you kind of reframe what a lead looks like so that you can take your leads on social media a little bit more seriously, maybe end up with some more closings, more closing, more production, more money. Exactly. That's what we're doing it for, That's what right? We're doing it for. <laughs> I mean, of course, for our clients, but at the end of the day, we need to to pay those bills. So, mm-hmm. um, really think about: Did you dismiss somebody that was a potential client? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you know you're probably thinking back to we all have <laughs> doing we all that have, at some you know? point and like shoot, you know, go follow up with them, do what you need to do. And uh, get that business operating more smoothly. Yes. Well, we hope this was helpful for you guys. We will see you in next week's episode. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to Socially Modern. Interested in partnering with us on our nationwide real estate team? Check the show notes of this episode to schedule a call with one of us to learn more. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates on the show at Socially Modern. You can also follow me, Stephanie, at Hey Stephanie Mainville, and me, Jessie, at Miss Jessie Lockhart. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you next week.